I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 550 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I am Brad. Wow, 550. I didn't realize that. That's Is that correct. kind of a thing? Is that like a, if you do like 220, 330, 440, 550, is that like, what is that called? Is that called a thing? Yeah, I mean, it probably is. Like oh, like how on, my centennial is, is 200. Yeah, right. Right, right. Let me look up 550 year anniversary. Like, you know, 11-11, make a wish or something like that. I thought it might be like a, you know, the 11-11 rule or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's the 550 rule is what it is. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing our, you know, our podcast. I think we're going to put, we want to put this up, what, Wednesday, you think? Yeah, I think When's so. Christmas? When's Christmas? Saturday. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll put it up Wednesday, just a day early, so people can can listen to it as they do their holiday wrapping and shopping. Um, but yeah, so man, we had quite a whirlwind of a weekend. Uh, last week's episode was our panel from Rhode Island Comic Con with the guys from Titan and the girl, um, which was really fun. And the week before that, we did like we kind of were all caught up with our podcast. So now we have uh, a couple weeks to go through. And we're going to re- recap the big Chuck and Brad Christmas shows, right? That's correct. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to chat about them. Yeah, me too. Um, so let's, uh, let's see. Let's do some Chuck and Brad updates. What do you have coming up? Anything? On uh, January 1st, uh, the, the first day of the new year, I'll be at Kismet Improv doing some uh, long-form improv with the folks there. Will you just wear a diaper and a top hat? As baby New Year, that is my official improv uniform. So yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what day I'm performing, right? That's right. what I'm wearing. What about you? You got a lot of uh, video stuff coming out and all that. Uh, let me think. I don't even know. I can't even. I, I can't even. You know, the last time we updated the 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 podcast peoples, uh, we recently came out with Frank Five's Rewind, Back to the Future, on uh, on the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon. That was fun. Recently, you know, I was I was. I was involved in last week's uh, Tuesdays with Stories with Mark and Joe. Oh, yeah, the bony uh, butt I competition. Helped, yeah, I helped them judge the bony butt competition. And I'll say this. this that might be the final uh, Tuesdays with Stories in Mark's apartment for the time being. I think oh. that we, the next time we do it, it might be at a studio. But wow. we're going to see. That's we'll see. Exciting. I don't want to make any pretty, promises. Yeah, pretty nice little step up. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, by the time this drops... The Tell Him Steve Dave 2021 Christmas special should be out, uh, which we'll get to the situation with that in a second, uh, because it's pretty kooky, all the all the stuff going on. Nice. Um, but yeah, so a bunch of stuff, working on more stuff. Mark Norman's Netflix special is coming out on December 29th. I'm very excited for this for this young man. He's my buddy. I love him. And uh, we filmed a do- back, uh, behind-the-scenes documentary about it at his Netflix special in August when he taped it, so... Um, that'll be coming out really soon as well. I got to start working on that, but it's, it's already been shot. So right. it's just the edit that I got to do. Um, but yeah, man. So, so that's it. So, so what have you been up to the past two weeks since we podcasted? Tell me about your life. Oh, I, it's, it's been working on the show. That's, that's been my life outside of work. It's been, uh, you know, uh, I work at a college in, in housing. Yep. And so yep. the, the residence halls closed. And so there's, you know, all the paperwork and everything to go with that. 
And uh, then I would come home and talk to you and we'd say, okay, what do we need to write? What do we need to rehearse? What do we need to do? And then we'd work. And that was it. Holy hell. Yes. Are you correct, Brad? Yeah. A lot of, a um, uh, lot of, uh, you know, and it's fun work, but it's still yes. work. Oh, it's work and a half. Um, yeah. We just did Chuck and Brad's best Christmas show ever, which is a, a live comedy show that we put on. We've put it, this is the third year we've done it. Um, and this year we did it in Rhode Island and for the first time in New Jersey at Smod Castle. So we're going to kind of go through what all that, all that entailed and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of been my, my past couple weeks too. I obviously, I had some, Deadlines with Tell Him Steve Dave and working with Tuesdays with Stories and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, it's a lot. It's a, it's a real lot of work to do these comedy shows. You know, we've done live podcasts before. I'm sure we'll do them again. And they're fun. But uh, we gravitate towards doing these like live two-man comedy shows that require writing, uh, like, you know, basically sketch and uh, rehearsing and memorization for it. As well as pre-taped video stuff, um, Brad's, you know, Brad's with you, the, the drawing bit with Brad, Bradley Drawn. Um, we have to make graphics and stuff. We have to promote. It, it's just, it's a whirlwind of stuff. And I'm realizing now that we basically always get I'm around, sorry, did you say whirlwind? It's a whole world of wind. That's oh. the whole, like, if the whole world was wind. Okay. It like was Jupiter. blowing you back. Yes, that's. That's how it feels to do that much work. Yeah, and, I'm using and that, like, yeah, that commonly big, used phrase. The big red storm and everything. Right. Yes, a world of wind of work. I think I think a uh, whirlwind is a is, is an unpublished Zelda game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, so much work. We're realizing now we usually get like four to five weeks of lead time to do everything for the shows, and it is not enough time. No. Um, we kind of decided this time. We got to figure these shows out earlier. We got to start working on them earlier because our standards keep raising and rising. And we want really good looking flyers. We want to do a lot of promotion. We have to memorize all this stuff. It's too much work to do in that uh, amount of time. And now I'm I'm also, you know, living halfway between New York. I mean, living half and half, sometimes in New York, sometimes in Rhode Island. And so it's even harder for us to do it. Although I will say this. I felt pretty good about us working on the show, like better than I expected over the phone and stuff like that. Yeah, it went, it went well. I'm also living half and half, but it's half like a dark <laughs> abyss of depression and half asleep. So those are my two states of being. Half asleep was funny. Thank it you. It surprised me. Um, but yeah, man. So, you know, we did our, uh, well, I'll say this, you know, before before we get into the show. Recently went to the Guild in Warren, Rhode Island. Which ah, is a place restaurant, love. yeah. Yeah, that's another Chuck thing. I just came out with an article about the Guild um, in the Bay Magazine. I wrote the article. My ex-girlfriend, Gina, took all the pictures. Um, and uh, yeah, I went there with my buddy B. Lau recently. He showed it to him. Man, if you're around Warren, Rhode Island, you know, if you're in the surrounding area or in the state, check out the Guild in Warren. It's so good. They're trying to really make the food great and... Uh, Man, I'm uh, I'm really really excited for the guild. Um, it's a great place to go. Have you gone there yet? I have not. You would really enjoy their pulled pork sliders. I know you would. All right. Um, but uh, you can finish the podcast yourself. I'm gonna go get some PPSs, as I call them. Yes. Um. But uh. But yeah. So the to the Christmas show. So I'm working on my stuff here. I'm filming with Tuesdays. I'm filming with uh, Tell Them Steve, Dave, and Brad and I. You know, we we decided to do the Christmas show. Uh, we probably got the okay 
right around Thanksgiving, like maybe the week, maybe like a week before Thanksgiving, to do the show on December 19th at the Comedy Connection in East Providence, Rhode Island, which is our home club, which is where we always do it. Um, right around that time, we got the okay to do it from Ernie O'Donnell, better known as Rick Darris and Clerks. He's kind of the guy in charge of Smodcastle in uh, Leonardo, New Jersey, Kevin Smith's podcast and comedy venue. So right before Thanksgiving, we're like, all right, we got the okay. Let's do it. What should we do? Now, here's the thing. We do these shows. Uh, we do our live shows, and we often pull up our buddy Ray Harrington uh, on stage, you know, for maybe the beginning, maybe the ending, whatever, as a third guy to play with. Um, and we wanted to do that with these two, but I asked Ray, I'm like, hey, would you come to New York, to New Jersey to do this? And he's like, you know what? He's like, I already have a show that day that you're going to do it at Smodcastle. Um and it's the week before Christmas. Like, I'd love to. I would do it in the future, but I can't this time. So we said, who can we get that is going to be fun to have on stage playing with us? And I said, my buddy, get him Steve Dave from uh, all the Tell Him Steve Dave projects. He's such a good guy. He's funny. He's lovable. He always has a funny tale. Let's ask him. I like I really the idea that we were, we were like, who could we get? Hmm. Who, who can, can we, we get? Get, get, get. Him? get. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, and uh, I didn't know if he'd say yes. And I texted him and he didn't answer. Perfect. Nice. So I was like, let me go pressure him in person. So I drove down to TSD Studios, which is, you know, 20 minutes away from where I live in Staten Island. Um, and I just showed up and I was like, hey, buddy. And, he, you know, he was changing the light bulbs in Tom Steve Dave Studios. They didn't need and, to be uh, changed. He just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Taking a sip of my... My cinnamon sunset tea with oat milk. I got to tell you, can I give a plug for free? No, it's not a sponsorship. Ah, oh, man. How are we ever going to pay all our bills? It's a good question for another day. Um, yeah, I go to Target and I get this cinnamon sunset tea and it is so delicious. And I just put oat milk in it and woo, it's perfect. So I asked him, I said, get him. Would you be on a, like a comedy show? I'm like, it's pretty low uh, responsibility, you know. We do these comedy shows maybe like four or five times a year. They're really fun. They're kind of scripted, but there's a lot of moments of like, we'll just play with something. We're going to make it, you know, really easy for you. You're just going to come on stage, come up with a couple jokes and uh, and come up at the end. And we're doing it with our buddy Ray in, in Rhode Island. Would you be the person we do it with in New Jersey? And he said, sure, like immediately. I was like, oh, this is great. So Brad and I started writing, um, came up with three bits. I, fig I figured this would be fun because... We don't have a big official Christmas podcast this year, you know? That's correct. Um, it's You know what I was just thinking about today, actually? What's that? Every, what we try to do every year is a Halloween podcast episode. Right. A live Halloween show, a Christmas podcast episode, and a live Christmas show. Yeah, it's a lot. That is a lot to, to, put, to put together. And we actually had an idea this year, too, for a really fun... Um, uh, Christmas podcast, but we just didn't get to do it. I want to save it for next year. I think it'd be great to do. Um, anyway, we didn't really get to do a Christmas podcast this year, but we did do a great Halloween podcast I'm really happy with. We did our live Halloween show and we did a live Christmas show in two different states. So I'm pretty happy with that. What do you say? It uh, it it was tough working on it. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it was uh, it was easy, but it was it was one of those things where I'm like, I know when we're done with this, it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. and and it was and it feels good to have have accomplished this thing and um created this 
content that uh, people really seem to enjoy and it uh, yes. it feels good yeah um really interesting but yeah no i mean about like uh about how much stuff we did in the past couple months and how like you know we didn't get to do a christmas uh podcast but i think we accomplished a lot plus i was thinking about this too right after our halloween show every year we have rhode island comic-con right where we do like you know three podcasts over the course of however many days um, and this year I had to film for Kevin Smith and, and we filmed the clerks panel we did. So a lot of production um, from, you know, mid-September to the end of the year for Chuck and Brad. Like yeah, a I, huge I think, uh, jump, right? Yeah. I, I, and I think some of this will come up when we do our year in review podcast. But for me, you know, our, our performance world started in July when we started prepping for the Dark Knight show, which bled yeah, into the Halloween right. show, which bled into the Christmas show. And uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. But it is, um, it, you know, it's good to perform uh, again. You know, we, yeah, we and it's went also, so long it, without it. So it, for sure, for sure. And it's also good to, I don't know. I love being productive. Like, like as much as I love playing video games oh, or watching yeah. TV or watching stuff, I'd rather be productive. I know I love that stuff though. I love it, you know, but I just, this is what I, I would like to spend my time. But, um, yeah, so we were going we to write the Christmas show. This started probably, like I said, maybe a week before Thanksgiving, we started talking about it. We said it's our first show at Smod Castle. Let's open with something fun and open. We like to open with something that's kind of corny, a little bit cheesy, uh, to to put in front of Ray Harrington yeah, so, so that we, he can dislike it. A, little, a corny and cheesy. So we got him a KFC famous bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mexican street corn. Yes. Um, but um, no, we like to do something that kind of makes the audience groan a little bit and and laugh with ray at us i think yeah um and then we like to do something for the middle segment that's kind of self-contained and like a big step up and almost um kind of a surprising thing after the first one yeah a little more production. And then we always have to th- yeah yes exactly and then we always want to close with something a little bit bigger and this just goes for like our christmas show and our halloween show the shows that we do during the summer usually revolve around a movie but in the christmas and the halloween shows uh it's kind of just about chuck and brad uh, what was the close of our Halloween show? I can't even think of it. Um, hang on. What the hell? This is bizarre. I was like, what did we do? Oh, the Monster Mash the movie. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So um, for the previous two Christmas shows, the, sh- the shows that we don't do around Christmas, live comedy shows, they're called Chuck and Brad's Best Christmas Show Ever. And essentially, like we said, we do like three segments of us. Uh, we have stand-up comics in between. But the previous two best Christmas shows ever both revolved around the story that we were trying to create the best Christmas show ever. And I think in writing the second one, we realized we can't keep making that the story every year. Right. Because we'd have to keep coming up with reasons that prove it was the best Christmas show ever, which is really tough. So this year we came up with this loose storyline of Brad disliking Santa and by the end of the show, um, I want to fix that and make him like Santa. So cheesy bit up front, middle bit with a little bit more production, some kind of close that ends with Santa and Brad liking Santa. And we came up with, uh, we wanted to open with this bit about love coupons, which is kind of a thing we've done in real life where we give each other coupons for Christmas. And not just me and Brad, like me, you know, me, Brad and all of our friends. Yeah. Uh, we, and they were kind of they're kind of backhanded. They're kind of like insulty. Some of them are legitimate, though, I guess. Right. 
Yeah, I still life. have one that's uh, like good for one night of pizza, root beer, and any Die Hard movie. And then there's a little <laughs> asterisk, and it says uh, asterisk, except for Die Hard 5. And that, you know, I can redeem it with Chuck when I want to get pizza and drink root beer and watch a Die Hard movie, but not Die Hard 5, right. which I would That's never right. choose. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, a lot of them are, are, are kind of like insults and, and jokes and stuff like that. And we said, well, if we do love coupons with Ray, we can say to Ray, you have to come up with three to give us too. That it's going to be a surprise for us on stage. And of course, all of ours will be a surprise to Ray. And the beauty of it is... You know, sometimes we do these different puns with Ray, where we come up with like uh, Christmas movie puns. You know, we did one. You know, we did one one year where like this new Christmas movie is about a carpenter who wants to get the hottest toy for Christmas, and he's in a fight with a mailman. And it's called Shingle All the Way. It's yeah. just you know dumb puns like that that Ray hates. And we were like, oh, if we do love coupons, we can give him love coupons, or we can surprise him with puns. Right. And we used it as like a vehicle for Brad to be like. Uh, Chuck, this love coupon is for you. I'm going to give you 10% of the royalties for my new Christmas, uh, par- what was it? My new Christmas novelty song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Ray Harrington. And we have the, the, the artwork for that up on the screen. And so we're like, all right, let's do love coupons. All right. So Ray has to come up with three for the Rhode Island show and we'll come up with stuff for him. And in the New Jersey show, Getem's going to have to come up with three for to to give to us, right? And we'll come up with you know three to give to him that will replace the ones we give Ray in Rhode Island, and the ones that we give each other can remain the same. Um, so we came up with that. Then uh, we're like, all right, bit two, bit two. What should we do? We did this bit in our Halloween show. This this sketch called Clip Flippers, and the whole idea of the sketch is that we want to show clips, and Brad wants to show one clip. I want to show another clip. Right. And the crowd chooses after we describe what clips we want to show. And we try to show the clips and there's an audio and video mix up and it plays the audio from one of the clips and the video from the other. But the joke is uh, the audio always goes with the video. And so it kind of loosely lines up and it makes it really extra funny. Um, And we did it at our Halloween show and we had this ending to come up with like, you know, like Cinemax softcore porn mixed with some kind of kids movie or something. And we nixed that idea for the Halloween show because we were ending with Monster Mash the movie, which ended with us discovering an X-rated version of the Monster Mash, the original lyrics. So we're like, ah, it's too similar. Let's not do that. So we did clip flippers there with all different things, with all different Halloween projects. Um, what did we end with with that clip flippers for our Halloween show? It was uh... two clips. So it was, it was cart, uh, cartoon and violence, uh, spooky buddies and chainsaws. What was the last one, though? Oh, boy. It was the clothes. Oh, the clothes oh, was, was... I know what it was. Yeah, it was, my, it was uh, uh, my home movies. Yeah, Brad wanted to show his own Halloween home movies. And I was, uh, <laughs> I was making a documentary called Brad Roar's Fam- Haunted Family Secrets. And the audio of my documentary played while Brad's home movies played. And it showed all these people that we were talking about that had his... Uh, Haunted Family Secrets. It's tough to describe this bit, huh? It's a weird bit. It's a weird bit, but it's really fun live. Audience loves it. So we're like, all right, we're going to do clip flippers uh, as segment two with the Christmas show. That's that's two segments down. What should we close with? And we decided that since it was our first time in New Jersey, let's go to a standard. We love doing the Bradley drawn bits where Brad draws all the scenes from a movie and I write an embarrassing narration about what they look like because Brad's drawings are so terrible and Brad has to read it. 
So we said, let's do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Bradley Drawn, at, uh, to headline the Christmas show. But then we'll tie that in to Brad's drawings and say that, uh, you know, Rudolph was, was uh, cast out because he had this shining red nose. But then it saved the day, much like Brad's drawings made him cast out by someone in his past. But now they were the headlining bit at this show that brought people so much joy. And we tried to wrap that in with the Christmas, the, the Santa story that Brad doesn't like, Santa Claus. So it turned into this thing where the Santa Claus that Brad was most familiar with in his youth, which was on this uh, news, you know, on the news and the local Indiana news, um, had kind of said something bad about Brad's drawings. And that's why Brad had a bad relationship with Santa Claus. So we were going to, at the end of the show, we were going to make this big comparison that Brad is Rudolph and we're going to have a new Santa Claus come up and, and kind of, you know, get rid of that memory and replace it with this beautiful memory of Brad saving the best Christmas show ever. So with by, all by of the our... Way, the, the story is basically this newscaster was supposed to show my drawing on the news as a winner of the Young Artist Competition. And he yep. said the drawings this year weren't up to snuff, which is yep. like an absurd thing to claim actually happened. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. But that's what we came up with. I got to say this, though. I think we sold it to be like real and people were concerned that we, it really happened. Yes, I think we absolutely did. Yeah, for real. Um, but that was the plan. And so with those uh, plans in motion, we started working on the show. Reached out to my buddy, Kenny Rubanus, who is an excellent artist. Go oh, find him yeah. online. Uh, and I asked him if he would draw us for the show, uh, for the Christmas show. And he drew the main image in the flyer. Then when I told him we had Ray and get him, I asked him to draw Ray as well and get him as well. And he did both of those. Wonderful guy. Excellent artwork. I love this guy. Couldn't be more helpful. Um, and it was great because I think that one of the things that's important to us is coming up with, I, I mean, graphics that look really professional to promote the show. I yeah. think that that can actually get people through the door. I right. really do believe that. Um, so had the promotion, had, had, the, had the images, started working on the flyer. Um, then, you know, this is like, again, this is like maybe like a month ago, three and a half weeks ago. Then we start writing the, the show. We start contacting people to help us do promotion. We start contacting businesses to help, to help sponsor the show. We got the malted barley in Providence. They agreed to sponsor the show. We got PV donuts in Providence. They agreed to sponsor the show. I reached out to Bubba Coos burritos, Rook coffee and pliables in New Jersey, three chains that I really love. All of them said, no. Thank you. Who are you? And I said, good day, sir. No, yes. it's fine. I get it. Um, they were nice. They were nice. But no sponsors for Jersey. So we're working on the show. And yeah, you know, Brad has a regular day job. And, uh, it, you know, he's in multiple improv groups. And as I learned last week, when I went down to work with him, he has a lot of doctor's appointments as well, as well to keep up with. I'm just getting old, uh, man. <laughs> I know you are. By the way, it was two. It was two doctor's appointments. Two doctor's appointments in two days. That To me, that's 100% of your days are filled yeah, up with but doctor's then, appointments. Then I go 29 days without them. Wow. Well, who's to say? Not me. All right. Good point. Um, yep. And uh, <clears throat> we started working on the show. And so like these love coupons, you know, their graphics, the clip flippers thing, that's videos that we have to a write the audio for, record it. I have to I have to edit the video. We have to search for projects that make sense. We have to cut it down to make it fit. All this stuff for the for the final bit. Brad's you know Bradley draws Rudolph. Brad has to draw the he has to watch the movie, write down all the key scenes, draw them all. Then we have to look at them together, write the whole narration, 
And around all those things, we have to write the story and memorize the dialogue yes. and the jokes. And yep. we have to say, this part doesn't have enough jokes. Let's let's, let's rewrite this part. Let's do this. It. T- I, I was trying to think. I'm like, how many hours do we put into everything for the show? Is it like 60? Like 30 each? Oh, it's more than that. I think it's more than that, too. I think it's way more than that. I don't know. I, I was trying to figure it out one day, and I'm like, man, I'm like... I'm like doing all the flyer variations and everything probably took me 12 hours yeah. on just that. Um, then reaching out, I had meetings with Bubba Coos just for them to not really answer me at all. It was crazy. But anyway, takes a lot of time. You know, we've never performed at Smod Castle before. So we're, we're trying to do podcast. I'm trying, I'm trying to do podcasts here. I went on the 3D podcast, which is a bunch of Tell Them Steve Dave fans. I went on Cinema Recall. I did their Christmas episode. I went on KP Burke's podcast, the American Loser podcast. He was, and we got him to be on the show. Um, he had previously performed at Smodcast. I never even met him before, but he's a nice guy. I think I did more podcasts too, didn't I? Mm. Oh, Ming had me, uh, Ming Chen, who is, you know, part of the comic book men, affiliated with Tell Him Steve Dave. He had me go to his uh, studio, Shared Universe, and he did a live stream for me of us promoting the show, which was super helpful. I feel like I did one more podcast though. Holy shit. It's so hard to tell. Anyway, um, so we're working on the show. The show is approaching. Um, and I got to say, tons of Tell em Steve Dave listeners, like ants, really pushed the show. They shared the show. They were super positive about it. They were like, I can't wait. I hope you break a leg. A lot of people, and we're going to talk about this in the future, were like, oh, I have this. I would be there 100%, but I have this pre-existing uh, condition. You know, no, no. Uh, commitment. Uh, what's it called? Commitment. Yeah. A, a lot of people to the point where, you know, no spoilers, but if the people that reached out to me personally had been able to go with with a plus one, the show would have been 100% sold out. Right. But a bunch of them reached out. They're all sharing the event. They're super positive. You know, my buddies, Walt, Brian, and Q with Tell Him Steve Dave, they talked about the event on Tell Him Steve Dave. Kevin Smith tweeted about the event for us. So I'll say going into the shows this weekend, I felt a lot of love and support from the Tell Him Steve Dave uh, and View Askew related community about the shows. You feel the same way? I, uh, when, when Kevin retweeted, Kevin, because we're on a first name basis, when he retweeted the show announcement or the, you know, the show description or show advertisement or whatever, that was, uh, that one, that one kind of stopped me in my tracks. Because yeah, he has too. millions of Twitter followers and no reason to spend any time thinking about our efforts. Right. Even though it right. is his theater. So, yes. um, but it, it felt really good. And, yes. uh, and yeah, I, was, I think I just insane. hoped it would, it would pay off a little more in terms of butts in the seats. Right. So, um, so we were like, I, was, I felt very loved. I felt very supported. And I do feel uh, that us doing shows at Smodcastle and trying to draw in the Tell Him Steve Dave listeners in that community is uh, a great direction for us. But I just wonder if doing our Christmas show the week of Christmas might be too busy a time for it. Also, there was this huge spike in COVID cases yep. um, this weekend. All the shows in New York City were canceled. All the comedy shows. Um and SNL had this whole thing where they canceled that night. Yeah. And that's the night of our show. 
And uh, I know that some people reached out and were like weird about COVID and stuff like that. And they canceled last minute because of that. Yeah. The prevailing so, theory was I want to make sure I, I can see my family for Christmas. So I'm limiting exactly. social things leading up to Christmas. I'm exactly. sorry, I can't make your show. And that was, uh, I, I got that uh, from, from several people about the Rhode Island show. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because of where the story will go eventually. Yes. Um, so here's what I say. We did all the work. <laughs> so here's what I say. COVID is a farce. <laughs> well, I just, I just had it. So oh, uh, we did all the work. <clears throat> I think we were pretty well rehearsed by the time the show's hit. Yeah. You know, we did our best. I mean, I think, I think we were pretty good. I mean, if I had to rate night one in terms of how the memorization was, we were at like a 99% for it. You know what I mean? I think mean? so. Yeah. Um, did all our memorization, got all our graphics done, got all the videos done, did all the promotion we could. Um, and uh, here was the first hurdle, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this on Brad. I didn't say this to him before, but Thanks. I'm gonna say it to him here and now. Lay away. The first hurdle was, how is Brad going to be about traveling to New York? Because yeah. I moved to New York, I got my second, you know, I got my apartment in New York in uh, Staten Island in like late October, and Brad's never been here before. Right. So this show would be the first time he's gonna be here. And not only that, he was coming up the day of the show, right? which is a little bit nerve-wracking. He was going to leave town at like 10-ish and get here, you know, whenever he gets here. Then we were going to go to Smod Castle in New Jersey. I'm in Staten Island, and I, we just, I'm, I'm very close to the bridge that goes to Jersey. So when he gets here, we can, go to, we can go to Smod Castle. And I was very nervous <laughs> he was going to not have a, a good travel time here for his first time. And that that nervousness did not pan out because it, it was a it was a not a not a fun drive, um, but not a <laughs> difficult drive. No, it's not bad. Um, there were there were two, um, you know, I need to switch across a bunch of lanes of traffic right now moments mm-hmm. that yep. I didn't enjoy, but uh, you know, I, I managed both of them and yep. uh, made it. You know, I'm I'm like this is my first time really driving. And, you know, I'm not driving into Manhattan. I'm not driving in Manhattan. But this is my first time driving kind of to New York. Really? Yeah. I think the furthest I had driven before would have been uh, like New Haven or, or something like that. Wow. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So I was I was worried Brad was going to be in a sour mood. That was. Uh, I was just hungry. Know, I, I was worried about it. But Brad had a nice, easy drive and that was good. He got here. Uh, we ran the stuff. We did whatever. I think you were here for a couple hours. Then we drove up to Smod Castle, yeah. um, and uh, we got there nice and early. Uh, my buddy Christian works there, and uh, Ernie was obviously there, and his nephew Kevin was there to work the door. You know, we explained our whole show to Christian. We ran through all the graphics. We ran through all the videos. We explained it to him, and I think we were prepared. Um, here's what I'll say. We didn't get the turnout that we had hoped. We did not. Even though, you know, it felt a lot of support and love from the community. Um, and, you know, Walt Flanagan came out, which was really, really nice of him. Frank Five and Mary, who came to our Dark Night show, they drove up from where they are just to go to our show that day yeah. and drive back in the same day. Guess how far it is for them to drive? Three hours. Five hours. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so Frank Five came up. More like Frank Five Hours. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why they call him that. Oh. Um, but I was like, oh my God, I didn't even see him until after the show. He's like, hey, I'm sorry, we have to leave. We have to do this thing tomorrow morning, but I, you know, I love the show. And 
he was so Mary and Frank are so nice. They're such wonderful people. But it kind of furthered my feeling of support from all this this big group. Um, and you know what? We put on our we put on our determined faces. We did our show. I think we put our all into it. I think we tried to be as funny as possible. Yeah. I think everyone there really enjoyed the show. Yeah. It, it there was there was never a thing that played to silence, like sure. at, you know other shows we've done uh, in other sure. areas. So yep. it felt good. I think that went really well. Yeah. Yep. I think Get Him was great. Yes. And we had to say to him, "All right, so you got to come up with these three coupons, um, and uh, you got to present them to us." Then at the end, we're going to call you back out and you're going to read a script. You're going to be Santa. And he killed it doing yes. all that stuff, which made me and, and, and I seemed to, I think he really enjoyed it, too, which is a big part of it for me. Good. So, you know, we all went out to eat afterwards. A ton of us like a, like, you know, like, I don't know, make 15 of us or whatever or, or maybe like 12 of us. I don't remember exactly how many it was. Um, some great I, people. Yeah, came 11 out. or 12. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of us went out to eat. We all talked. I got to see my buddy Derek Furtado, uh, who. You know, he's from Rhode Island as well. We asked him to be on the show because he recently moved to New York. It was great to hang out with Derek. Yes. KP Burke was great. He was a very positive dude. Um, Christian was great. Everyone was great. Everyone was awesome. And we went out, came back here. Brad went to bed. And we knew, we're like, all right, we got to get up in the morning and just fucking drive to Rhode Island to do our next night. And here's what I'll say. I'm going to I'm gonna come clean with you about this too. Oh, good. Going into Rhode Island show, I was like, I'm so worried we didn't do enough promotion here. Like in terms of like local promotion, like right. talking to local podcasts, talking to local magazines, local publications. I was so worried about that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I hadn't put up as many flyers as normal and we only uh, handed out quarter sheet flyers after one, or I guess, mm-hmm. you know, two uh, local comedy shows in one afternoon. Yep. 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 And, uh, you know, we, we filmed a promotional did you, video. Did you but feel the same way? Yeah, I, I, I was I was apprehensive about that. And then also, you know, all the same things that affected New York, like the, the, the COVID stuff, COVID stuff affected yeah. Rhode Island, uh, you know, to yeah. a lesser degree because New York is, is uh, a little a community dense. unto itself. But yeah, uh, yeah so I was nervous. Um, Brad's like, it was what time did you go to bed? Like two, two thirty. So Brad's like, oh, he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm going to leave at 10. Yes. And I was like, and in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I got to do this big drive. And then I have to like Brad after the show, which ends at like, I don't know, nine. We get something to eat. Brad, Brad's back in his house at like 1030. But then I had to drive like that day. I was driving from New York to Rhode Island. When Brad goes home and goes to sleep, I have to drive back from Rhode Island to New York again. Right. And, and add an additional three and a half hours of driving to the day. So I was like, listen, Brad, you can leave at 10. I think I'm going to get up at 10 because I can't limit my sleep that much because I have to drive tomorrow night through the night. Brad rolled his eyes, pissed in my head, <laughs> threw shit at me. Right in there. <laughs> Spit in my face. Yep. <laughs> um, but really, I had to drive that night. I couldn't really be like, I'm just going to sleep for six and a half hours. You know what I mean? Brad? I mean, I, I do know what you mean. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. What do you well, mean? Well, it's... it's uh, I, uh, yes. I think you would have gotten, yeah, I got, you know, I guess six and a half hours of sleep, leave, waking up at 10, but you did not tell me you can leave. No, not leave. waking up at 10, waking up at nine to leave at 10. Yeah. You, you, uh, you did not tell me I could leave. You just said, you know, I think I'm going to wake up at 10. That's, that's Yeah, it. but I, I, but I didn't say like, wait for me. I, I think our plan was to podcast while driving on the way back. And, yeah, but and, we were, and, but and the, so the drive was, was going to be like four hours long. I was we under the impression that I was waiting for you and we were going to caravan back. That's all. <laughs> 
going into the, the weekend, I was like, Brad, you should take a train here so we can just drive back together because you're going to be here for less than 24 hours. So it doesn't make sense for both of us to drive to Rhode Island. And Brad didn't want to take a train. I so, mean, three, three trains and a bus. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. While, while so, carrying uh, a pillow, a blanket, a curtain, and two, da- <laughs> two bags. Three trains and a bus. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was like, we could podcast back if we're, if we're in the same car. And then when he said he's going to drive, I said, well, maybe we'll podcast um, from separate cars. But the drive is going to be like four hours. So even if Brad left at 10 and I left at 11, we'd still have a three-hour crossover of us in the cars at the same time. Right. Right. So I thought that that was the plan. Yep, I didn't. Nope. And so, you know, I woke up whenever I woke up. Um, 11. And, uh, and Brad's... Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't 11. It yes, was before it was. that. No, it was before that. No, it was absolutely 11 o'clock. I bet it was 10.53. Mm, you came out to the living room at 11 o'clock. I don't know. It's funny because I woke up and I was like, oh, Brad's definitely gone. He said he was going to leave at 10. That's fine. I'll give him a call. Because the plan was I was like, oh, I'm going to go home and shower. So my plan was like literally wake up, put on clothes, um, you know, bring my stuff to the car and then just leave right then. Um, but I walked out to the living room and Brad was just sitting there with his little head and his hat on. And uh, <laughs> I was like, he was like, well, what are you doing? He said, I'm waiting for you, you piece of shit. And he jumped over the couch and started joking me. <laughs> so um, That's accurate. Yeah. Not an exaggeration. So, so Brad left and then I, you know, brought the stuff to the car. I went and got a coffee and I left and we talked about it beforehand. We're like, we don't really have enough stuff to podcast about in the cars. Right. Let's figure out a podcast another time, whatever. So we start driving and I had forgotten. Basically, every time we do a show at the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island on a Sunday, doors are at seven, show is at eight. Yes. And here's what's interesting. I thought they moved all their shows up a half hour so that shows were at 7.30 and doors were at 6.30, which I think they did on other nights of the week. Does that sound right to you? Yes. I think because there was one show that was at 7.30 that we did, right? Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's true. Right. Or, or that we, we handed out flyers after. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. Yes. So I was like, all right, 8 o'clock, 7.30, whatever. But the show was at 7 and the doors were at 6.00. And if we, that means, so when people start coming in at six, so if we want to do like a good tech rehearsal, we should be there by like 4.45, five, and I'm driving back and I'm just watching the time climb because it's really a three and a half hour drive from Rhode Island to New York where I live. But when you drive during the day, there's always traffic. Like, like last night I literally got from Rhode Island to, to New York because we're, we're recording on Monday. I came back from the show last night, Sunday after the show. It only took me three hours and 15 minutes, but my drive back home yesterday took me like four and a half hours legitimately, maybe even a little bit more than that. And I keep seeing the time climb and I'm like, holy shit, we're going to have, I'm I'm like, I'm going to get to my house at 445. Then I have to shower. Then I have to drive to the comedy club, which is 20 minutes away from me. So I'm getting there at like, in my head, I was like, I'm not going to get there until 530 at the earliest. So I'm like, holy shit, I'm sending Brad, I'm sending, I'm like, Brad, come to my house. Because Brad, Brad was like an hour in front of me. Right. I'm like, Brad, grab uh, grab this USB drive. Give it to our buddy Craig, who's doing all our, our, our tech stuff at the Comedy Connection. And you guys figure it out. I get out of the shower. Brad's like, oh, there's two things missing from this that we need that I didn't make because me and Brad were going to rewrite them. But then we never really figured them out exactly. Right. Or we did, but it was like late at night on Saturday or something. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. 
And so I had to open up my laptop, get on Photoshop, finish making the new love coupons. And I was like, oh, I'll just print out the new scripts at my house because I had scripts too that we had to print out that we use on stage. My printer was like broken. It literally took more than 10 minutes to print two pages. Oof. And I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. What the fuck's going on? I sent you that. I sent you a, yeah, a Instagram video, video yeah. of, of the printer. It's crazy, right? So time is going by and I'm like, holy shit. And I'm so annoyed yeah. and stressed and bummed. Did you feel the same way? I uh, I was, you know, I got to the venue. Craig was prompt. Uh, so shout out to him for that. And then Craig DePina, great guy. Uh, no, like the doors were locked. Nobody was in there. And, uh, our, our pal Becky, uh, the bartender came over from, from next door and let us in just, you know, five minutes late, but it was, it was that panic of, did we miss the show? What, what's going on? You know, all, all the catastrophizing mm-hmm. and we got there and Craig's like, I don't want to mess with the board. I don't want to turn everything on. And so, you know, we sat for 15 minutes waiting for, you know, people who knew what was going on. And finally, I'm like, let's go try it. Like, you know, we can't we can't break anything too broken. And uh, we we got uh, one of the employees to turn on the board for us. And then Craig's like, this is a Mac. I'm not sure how to do all this stuff. Yeah. So basically what Brad's talking about is at the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island, they have like a computer that runs all the video stuff, all the picture stuff. And usually one of the people that owns it, either Corey or Dave, will be there and he'll be like, here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. And he helps us load everything. And then Craig just kind of takes over. Right. But this day, but I guess as we've noticed over the past couple of times we've been there, I think because we've done so many shows there, they're just like, yeah, you guys can just come in and run the shows. We're not even going to be there. Right. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So there, you know, there wasn't really anyone there to help us. So Brad's doing that. I'm at my house trying to make the final graphics. I'm trying to uh, print out the scripts. And I'm like, oh, I'm driving. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, no one's going to come tonight. We cause, Just because I was in a negative mood, I'm like, right. we didn't do enough promotion. I haven't I haven't really talked to anyone that I know that is going, really. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'd say three people max. And the comedy, so Smod Castle holds 48 seats. So filling that is a lot easier. The comedy connection holds a hundred, no, two hundred people. Right, and you know a lot of those people are in a side room that they open up. So as long as you get like, what would you say, like fifty to sixty in there, it yeah, sounds okay. It, it feels good. Yeah, I think so. Um, and we we you, we almost always have. We always have had exceeded that. Usually around like let's say seventy five people, yeah. and that feels that feels great. That feels like a full room. It's really fun. That's that's great for us. But I was like, I only know of like three people that are coming. I didn't talk to anyone. I'm like, this is going to be a catastrophe. We're, we're killing ourselves. I'm driving from New York to Rhode Island, then back to New York tonight um, to do this show. No one's going to be there, and I was like freaking out and. Brad texts me as I'm driving there and he's like, people are here. And I was like, cool. But Brad is a hard guy to read. Like to me, if 10 people came in at once at the, at the, when the doors open, he might say that. Yes. And it, and it still would be a terrible attendance. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, I didn't know from that, that there would be a bunch of people there. I come in and there's a lot of people there. Right. Just and, like I implied and, with my text. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, sure, yes. And then 
by the time that the show actually started, there was way more people there. And it ended up being, I believe, our highest attendance show we've ever done. I think so, yes. And so that felt pretty amazing. However, what didn't feel amazing is the fact that I like made that drive and my I was like printing that script and I was making those things last minute. We're rushing around. My brain was scrambled, Brad. I noticed. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know how to open the show. I don't remember any of the things. And don't forget, the night before, we did it like nearly perfectly. Right. So we go on stage. Uh, the room is full. It's a, it's a great room. I, I'm, I was super happy with it. The crowd was incredibly warm. Loved them. And they and they hung on everything we said. They were every joke we said, they were laughing big at it. Yes. And we went on stage and I went to grab my microphone. I don't know how this happened or what whose whose fault it was. My microphone was not there was no volume to my mic. And I'm like, oh, I can't I can't talk. And I'm hitting the microphone with my hand. And Brad's like, up, oh, and he's and you know, this is the first thing that's happening at the show. So Brad's trying to buy time and I'm hitting the microphone like this. And finally it comes on and you can hear that pumping and Brad goes, that's not actually Chuck's microphone. That's my heart uh, as, as I had to buy that time. And they laughed way bigger than that deserved. Oh yeah. And then Any I laugh said, at all is way bigger than that deserves. <laughs> and then I said, um, yeah, we had this idea that if we come out and immediately have a technical uh, difficulty, then it would really lower the expectations. And again, way bigger laugh oh, than that yes. deserved. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So the crowd was into it. Um, I said, who has seen us before? I'd say about 60% of the people said they were there before and 40% were new. Oh, right? I, I, I flipped those percentages. Really? Yeah. Because we're trying to figure out, we're like, why did so many people come to this? Whatever we did to get the word out to these people, please let us know what it was so we can continue to do it. Lightning in a bottle. I think that's the secret. And uh, we called Ray out. Like I said, I, you know, we had some flubs. We had some uh, in terms of the memorization, but it didn't seem to matter that much. No. Do you feel like that? Yeah, I, I, I think we, we hit our jokes and I think... You know, our, our our stumbles were kind of before the love coupon. So even like from a that segment standpoint, mm -hmm. yes. You know, if if people were confused at the beginning, by the end, by all the uh, by all the love coupons with Ray and the ending, they were that that was what they're they're taking away from it. Like the the feeling of joy and positivity that uh, that that bit ended with. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, but. Uh yeah, and, and Ray was super funny, and oh, Ray had yeah. his own coupons that were great, too. Um, but it felt awesome. If it, it felt like me and you and Ray could hang out on that stage for, like, 40 minutes, and they would just keep laughing at all the stuff we were doing. Yeah. Because we were coming up with a lot of stuff on the moment. Like, we came up with that that idea about uh, Grandma Got Run Over by Ray Harrington, and I decided kind of right then that I was going to make fun of my my Photoshop job that I did for the cover of what that would be, that that, that single um, and we kind of hung on that for like a minute and made a bunch of jokes about it. And I feel like they love that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that went super well. And then Alan Moreau went up, uh, our buddy who does stand up. He did some stand up there. Very funny. And we were backstage and Ray's like, Hey, he's like, do you care if I do a set? And Ray has told us before that he does not want to do sets on our shows. Right. Because we pull him up, we fuck with him. We make him, 
the the straight man and then he has to go do comedy and he doesn't like that but he's like can we go up and i'm like yeah sure let's do it so kirsten logan went up she was great then ray went up and did 10 and he was great um you know, we we did our we did our clip flippers in the middle. I think that went super well. Yes, I agree. I, I like killed. Yeah, I I, I mean, I, it it did well at the Halloween show, and I'm like, well, if if I I don't want to go to this well too often, but like, will it work again? And it worked again. Oh yeah, a lot. And it was funny too because Ray hadn't seen him, and I could see him standing outside the green room watching clip flippers. Yep. And I could see him dying at them, and it was killing me. So I kept hiding my face behind the screen. Did you see that? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, th- I thought you were trying to make it so people could see because I broke the entire time. I was I was stifling oh, yeah. giggles one hundred percent of the time. Those things were on, and yes. then to have to come back and be like pretend to be mad at Craig, like he messed it up. I mean, you yes. know, the audience is in on the joke with us. We all know yes. what's going on. And yes. so at the at the end, the third bit of uh, it's it's either Skinamax or you know a, a, a sneak peek at Chuck and Brad's next year Christmas spectacular. That was the final clip flipper. It was Brad wanted to show our uh, a preview of us of our next year's Christmas special where we eat a fa- a feast uh, fit for six for a podcast, and I wanted to show like a Christmas erotica. And, you know, just like, oh, there's so much gravy on my neck as, the, you know, the man is kissing the woman's neck. Licking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's so yeah, funny. It, it, hit, it hit really hard. That was awesome. Um, yeah. And then, so, yeah, like I said, Kirsten and Ray went up and they did their thing. And then we came out to close. Brad tells that emotional story about Santa Claus. I think the, like I said, I think the audience believed it was real, which is perfect, which is yeah. great for the bit. Um. And then we went into Rudolph Bradley Drawn, which I think people like liked, but didn't like as much as the other bits. Yeah. And I was talking to Ray last night afterwards, and he's like, I think that that crowd really liked us playing together. Yeah. And joking around and kind of, you know, he's like, with Bradley Drawn, you get what it's going to be, and you're, and you're in that for 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah. He's like, but if we're on stage doing love coupons, and some of them are insulting me, some of them are these parody things. It just seems a lot more wild and like you don't know what's going to come next. Right. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Then at the end, of course, we pull Ray on stage. <clears throat> I'm trying to erase Brad's memory. Um, and uh, man, it was so, it, it hit so well. Me jumping into the crowd to f- take a new picture of you on Santa's lap, I yep. think was really fun. I think people love that. Then we closed the show. Everyone was going crazy and it was Man, it was it was I gotta say, I think last night was our best time ever doing comedy together on stage. I, I, I agree. I, I think you getting out in the crowd and you're like, All right, are you gonna count with me? One, two and they were all like Oh yeah. yeah like ah, it, it felt really positive. It was um, great. Like honestly, kind of like a wrestling crowd would, where you're like, yes. All right, I'm gonna say my catchphrase. Yes, and yes, uh, and they're gonna like, chant yeah. along with me, but it, you know, your catchphrase is one, two, three. And uh and they were they were in on board and they were they were in it and uh you know it felt good it it uh we wanted to end on like a, a positive note and i i fought you and i will i will pull back the curtain on this um you know part of the the setup to this whole like Brad hates santa bit is that, you know chuck believes that santa molested me and so there's so much there's there's so yeah, the much whole, stuff about like oh did he touch your penis did you touch his did he touch yours yeah with the, his? Whole, the whole show the whole show Brad is keeping it secret why he doesn't like Santa he tells us all that he doesn't and I'm like please tell us why please tell us why and so the whole audience is kind of stuck in anticipation right 
without knowing the full knowledge until we get to the final bit. And so at, towards the end of it, I start speculating that he molested you and touched your penis or pulled his penis out or whatever. And so this letter that Ray reads after we take the picture, uh, Chuck wanted to put... Right before we take the picture. Yeah. Chuck wanted to put a line in... Oh, no. No, you're right. You're right. It was right after we take the picture. Chuck wanted to put in a line that said, I promise your penis will never be touched again. And I was like, no, we we can't have that in there. We need to end like sweet and saccharine. And Chuck's like, nope, we're we're keeping it. And we, we bickered about it. And, uh... And we left it in and it slaughtered. It was like the perfect tension breaking line that then leads into our, our, our three sentences of saccharin to end the show. And it was, uh, it was good. So I will openly admit (laughs) I was wrong. You were correct. (laughs) That line worked and, uh, and it didn't detract from the sweetness of the moment. No, good job. Way to go. Thank you. What, what I related it to when Brad and I were discussing this, because we get, you know, we get pretty heady about comedy and about structure and storytelling while we're while we're writing this because we're doing a really weird show. It's not just joke, joke, joke. We're trying right. to tell a story about a guy who had something terrible happen. We're fixing it. And Brad's like, we can't break the emotion to do a penis joke right there. And I said, I think it's like in, in Guardians of the Galaxy where Yondu is saving the day and he says, who's that cool guy that I look like or whatever that I because he's flying with uh, an umbrella or something. And, he's, and, you know, Chris Pratt says, Mary Poppins. And there's this huge moment where Yondu goes, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. And it's a huge laugh in, in the theater. And it's a great moment in Guardians of the Galaxy during an emotional moment that almost, it's like you have this emotional beat of positivity. Then you say a joke. And I believe it kind of elevates it as long as the joke is so small and doesn't change the direction of what you're doing. And so I, I was looking at this the same way. And the truth is, it's really hard to make that call when you're not actually doing it yet. Right. It's really hard to say, here's how people will react. But yeah, that joke worked really well. Uh, can I can I give a quick shout out to Mr. Ray Harrington? Because I feel like he has done a 180 on, on being down for horseshit during our shows. I will always allow shout outs to Ray Harrington. Don't you feel like before hey, I could, he was I could a little be bit eulogizing like... my entire family <laughs> and interrupt it for like... a shout out to Ray Harrington. Do you feel like before he was a little bit less like down, like, you know, like le- less down to just be part of all the stuff and just kind of, you know, be more protective of himself. And now he's like dressing up as Santa. You know what I mean? It's like very different. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he would have dressed up as Santa for our 2019 show or yeah, 2018 sure. show. I don't Whichever show we did. Yeah. He killed it. He was great. Yeah. Um, did you see the video that I put up on uh, on Instagram today that Alan Moreau followed him out as Santa and there's a video of him coming up on stage and everything? I didn't I didn't watch it yet, no. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's fucking it's awesome. Yeah. Um it's funny too, because we introduce him. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, the real Santa Claus. And then Ray just comes out after being on stage all night with us. No, yeah, no, and everyone no, laughs. Uh, no white beard either. Yep, and everyone laughs. And I go, Listen, I'm gonna level with you. This is actually Ray Harrington dressed up as Santa Claus. And Ray goes, and there's a huge laugh for that and it's it's in that video it's really fun yeah but uh yeah i mean we had already kind of talked ourselves into being positive about the smod castle show the night before in new jersey and said you know what it was a smaller crowd than pot than than we wanted but everyone was so positive everyone really enjoyed the show we got over the hump of the first time we're doing it there now people will see us if we do it the next one they'll see that we've done it already and right people will be more into it more people can come out. It won't be during a huge rise in COVID cases. It Maybe. won't be the week of Christmas. Yeah. You know? Um 
So we already talked ourselves into a positive state about that, but the last night blew the lid off my positivity. Yeah, it felt great to to walk out of there with a big crowd that enjoyed themselves. For sure. So great time. You know, a few of us went to uh, to Chili's afterwards, and I was like, I, I got to get in the road, but I got to eat something because I really didn't eat anything in Rhode Island at all besides that. Um, and I hit the old dusty trail. Um, and man, you know, I, I, I called you on the way home. Walt texted me on the way home. He said, how did the show go? I told him, and he's like, I really admire you and Brad. You were so comfortable. And, I, and that was wicked nice of Walt to say. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I wish I had gotten to talk with him just to like, you know, roast you. Yes. I think that they left really quick because Frank had to drive home, Frank and Mary. Yeah. But, um, and then me and Ray had a big talk. I, you know, I called my mom, I called a bunch of people and, uh, it was just a, a really positive night. I listened to Christmas music all the way from New York to Rhode Island and all the way from Rhode Island to New York on top of that. And I just got, I was very happy. I went to bed last night feeling very proud of what we did and uh, just feeling great about those shows, man. It was a great weekend. A lot of positivity. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, today you put out a call on social media uh, asking people like, hey, if you went to the show, could you please write into the podcast and, and talk about, you know, your feelings or, or your experience? You so want to you- something funny? I only put that up after people had already written in. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this is cool. We'll talk about some stuff if people want to give their feelings about the show. Yeah. So, so yeah, we do have some write-ins from this weekend of people that went to the show. Do so you want to grab them? You ready? Yeah. Yeah, I got them. All right. All right. Opening up the Chuck and Brad email. And if you ever want to write us, feel free to write us at chuckandbrad at gmail.com or you can go to chuckandbradpodcast.com and find the email link and you'll be able to do that. All right. Uh, first email. Subject line, the best Christmas show ever. Wow. Move over, Radio City Rockettes. Get lost, Christmas Carol. I don't even want to know you, Nutcracker. Chuck and Brad are taking the reins as the best Christmas show ever. Five stars would recommend. And then five star emojis. Brought my mom to the RI show this weekend. We both had the best time. I literally had tears streaming from laughing so much. It was the perfect booster shot of Christmas fun to inject into my hollow Thanksmas season. Would have loved to go to both shows, but hopefully I can catch you at the Smodcast in the future. Jiggy came out to do a show at one of our beach house ant moots. Maybe we can figure something out. LOL. And what she's referring to is uh, a bunch of the Tell Em Steve Dave listeners will come to Jersey, get a big beach house, and uh, they had Jiggy come out and do a show at the beach house one time. I would yeah. love to do something weird like that. Wishing you both a safe, happy, and fun Christmas. Thanks for a fun night out. Cher from Sherry Perone. She's great. A wonderful person who has supported us a lot. She comes to our shows in Connecticut, the CT Comedy Theater. And uh, just a just a, a really really nice lady. And Sherry, stick around after the show and say hi because I know she's come to see us a bunch of times and she always scoots. I'll say she um, had uh, probably my favorite seat to see a show. Yes, um, you know, you're close close to the stage, but nobody's on your left, and the the wall is to your back. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah good I saw good her, I saw seat her too. picking selection. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Next one, subject line, NJ Show. Dear Chuck and Brad, the Smodcastle show was my first C&B show, and I'm excited to say it was as cozy and intimate a comedy experience as I could have asked for. Nice. Could have ever asked for. It was as if I was in my living room and we were the only people there. You guys really made me feel like there was only a handful of people, handful of people around me, and we were the sole small group being performed to. Such a nice, tight crowd. I'm excited for the next show, and now I know I can really spread out my stuff and make myself comfy and at home. Thanks, guys. Sincerely, your newest fan, 
Lindsay. P.S. Do I need to start calling myself a Chuby or whatever, or can I still call myself Lindsay? I'm not sure how this works. Yeah, so you awesome. have to call yourself a Chuby. Lindsay is incredibly sweet, and we appreciate that. Next one. I mean, you get to call yourself a Chuby. So. You know, I'll do this one last because this one has other questions for, me, for us, too. Okay. Okay, next one. Subject line, best Christmas show ever. Hey, Chuck and Brad. Just wanted to say thanks for yet another weird and wild show. We had the pleasure of making it to the Halloween show at the Comedy Connection and the Christmas show at Smodcastle. Wow. And they certainly didn't disappoint. The amount of time, thought, and love that goes into the bits and sketches is awesome and it shows. It's what makes the Chuck and Brad show so unique. Two personal favorites, Clip Flippers and Bradley Drawn are nothing short of incredible. You keep doing them, we'll keep coming. Dennis and Meg. Another nice. two more wonderful people that we love. Yes. All right. We met them for the first. I met I met I met him at the first time at Frank Five Day at the Secret Stash. Ah, back and in the And he May. had me yep. sign his uh has his, he had me sign his jacket saying Chuby for life. All right. Nice. Next subject line. Christmas show slash Providence. COVID has lasted a very long time, and watching how a podcast would put out a live event was intriguing to us. We laughed for several hours sitting nearly on top of the stage, and we are excited for any upcoming events with Chuck and Brad. Wait, why not Brad and Chuck? I don't like that. I love it. We, we wish you only the best moving forward, and if bad things happen, blame Craig. And that's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a reference to our clip flippers bit, because obviously it's intentional that all the stuff is mixed up, but we keep yelling at Craig in the lighting booth as if he's messing it up. Right. From Sean and Jay of the Family with Benefits podcast. I don't know them, but I, I'm happy they wrote in. That's great. Yeah, we, we took that. a photo with uh, with Sean and Jay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do know. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, Sean. Okay, uh, I know, yeah, I know Sean. Yeah, he tagged me. His, his name is Sean Tessier. Is that's that correct. Right? Yes. Okay, great. All right. Let's see. What else? Next one. The EP Xmas show and Chuck joining the Lonely Adults Club. Oh. Hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. I am writing for a few reasons today and I've been meaning to write for a while, but you know how that goes. I do. First off. I was at the East Providence C&B Christmas show last night, and I can confirm it was a stellar turnout and a wicked good time. I have been to several of your shows at the Comedy Connection and can test that each of them was a pure delight. I'm a big fan of comedy in general, but definitely embrace the more alternative comedy offerings available, such as your shows. That's awesome to hear. I love that. Yes. I would encourage anyone near a venue where a C&B show is to take place to do themselves a favor and check it out. Secondly, I just finished listening to episode 548 and want to officially welcome Chuck to the Lonely Adults Club. <laughs> I myself am also a single person of a certain age who lives alone. I have a crap-ass, soul-crushing corporate day job just like Brad. Yeah. <laughs> and every day is kind of like Groundhog Day. Wake up, work from home now for the last 21 months, Oof. maybe choke down some food and sleep, then do it all over again. I've been single for a while now, primarily because I hear so many horror stories of online dating that it almost seems useless. I am also a classic self-loather, so building a dating profile seems just fucking awful. Ah, sounds like you want Chuck and Brad to write your dating profile for you. Hey, yeah, that's right. We'll do it. The old pandy, pandemic, hasn't really helped matters because socializing with strangers in public seems like a bad idea. So good luck, Chuck, and welcome aboard. Lastly, my bestie and I have a radio show. We have promoted your shows on air and have actually played Senior Discount. Thank you. Which is my band. If you're feeling generous and would like to give our show a shout out, I'd greatly appreciate it. Our show is called The Mystery Box with Fuzzy Bunny and Buzzy Bee. And it can be found Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on 87.9 Newport Pirate Radio by using the Mixler or TuneIn apps. Yes, it is Newport, Rhode Island based. Link below. 
I attached the flyer for our show, 1221, so you get the gist. And uh, she said, longtime follower, have a wonderful holiday, Steph, a.k.a. Fuzzy Bunny, 1978. Um, and we'll inc- let's include that link in the uh, in the podcast description. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lonely Adults Club. It's tough to live alone and work at home and go to sleep alone, but so is life, Brad. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for writing in. I uh, really appreciate it uh, and really appreciate the support. You know, all the people that are part of the Tell Them Steve Dave community really made me feel even more embraced than I ever have before. I mean, Walt coming to the show, Frank driving up, the the 3D podcast guys having me on and pushing the show, all the people around the, the Facebook groups and the Reddit and all these different people, get them being part of the show. All that stuff was really, really, really special. Kevin obviously retweeting and everything. Really, really nice. And uh, I love you guys. Um, and hopefully, like I said... Next show we do hopefully will not be the week of Christmas and during the rising pandemic numbers. Um, and maybe it'll be more convenient for people to come out because I know so many people wanted to come out and couldn't this weekend because they were busy. And then for Rhode Island, holy shit. If you came out uh, this weekend, um, you know, I just want to say thank you so much, especially if you're new uh, and you're listening to the podcast maybe for the first time. Please continue to come out. Please share with your friends. Please, you know, we want to build these shows. We want to bring them to more places. I would love to have, you know, some shows where it's the Comedy Connection, um, Smod Castle, and the CT Comedy Theater, three in a row, and we we have really good turnouts. That would be amazing. Um, and you guys, it's... Honestly, last night's Christmas show, like, I'm good with Christmas. Do you feel like that? Like, I'm happy with this year's Christmas. Uh, yes. <laughs> Take you so long, um, because you know, uh, because what am I happy with this year? That show, yeah. I mean, that show. That's what I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I had to um, think about it. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna just answer without thinking. Yeah, I hear you. You like to think. I don't know if it's good, but no, um, it's not. <laughs> you know what? It's really bad. Um, but uh, yeah. So thank you. And you know what? We have a couple other emails. You want to go through our emails? Yeah, I'll read. Uh, ho ho ho. Santa's got to go, dot, 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 in a Salvation Army donation bucket, apparently, (laughs) referring to the time that a Salvation Army worker, you know, lied about what I said to him and said I should, that he should go shit in his bucket, which, you know, the more I learned about the Salvation Army and uh, how they act, I'm more okay with that. I wish I had actually said it. Uh, Hello, boys. Mr. C here again from the Great White North, now living very close to Polly's Pancake Parlor further up in New Hampshire. I had some COVID and bursitis in the sack for you two, but I see you went and got it yourselves. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yes. This year, I was curious. If you each had a magical stocking, one with an endless supply of just one thing to reach in and grab as needed all year, what would it be? Laughter? Patience? Live comedy ideas, or perhaps a stocking you could shove things in you need could shove things you need less of into to make them disappear. Anger, gas, candy corn flavored red vines. Wow! This holiday season has been one of the toughest yet for old Mister and Missus C, and we can't thank you enough for what you both give the whole year through to all of us rabid chubies. Come what may, I know I can always count on a new podcast from you boys to make me laugh, zoom out, and not feel so alone. May you have the merriest of Christmases. And all you wish for in the new year come true. And tell Ray, despite his defamation of Chuck Entertainment Cheese, he's appreciated. Keep up the important work. Deuces, Mr. C. 
Wow. Ah, so all right. So a stocking that was that I so can, nice. That was that. That was that very made nice. My Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. A, a stocking that I could pull something out of. It's got to be. You got to go with wisdom, right? No, no, who cares? I wish I was stupider. Are you crazy? <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, you maniac. <laughs> I wish I. That's that's such a funny like phrase to say. I'm pulling wisdom out of one stock, and you're putting it back in the in the other magical stock. Yeah, that's, get the, rid of that's the one I want. The one to disappear. Yep. Um, you want to know what I would? The one I would, you're you're gonna agree with me when I when I tell you my answer. You're gonna think it's better. You're gonna than you're gonna say clam chowder, and I'm gonna disagree. <laughs> my real answer? Yes. Time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty good. It's very what do you good. Think of that? It's very yeah, good. It's good. Good thing you you uh, reached into the wisdom stocking to come up with that answer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> perhaps a stocking you could shove things into. You need less of it too to make them disappear. Let's see. What do I want less of? Um, despair? Yeah. <laughs> Can I put in my despair? Yeah, I was, I was going to say despair or self-loathing. <laughs> One of those two. It's funny because I was feeling so great. Uh, you know, I, honestly, I was I was feeling pretty positive after our show at Smod Castle. Even though it was a smaller turnout, I was feeling pretty positive because of all the support and the good times. Like, get him was so happy. I think we did a good job. People were so happy with the thing. They all laughed all night. They seemed really into it. I was feeling good. Then yesterday, my 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 feelings skyrocketed up to like a 10 in happiness. And I woke up today and I was bummed again. Yeah. I mean, I talked to my, my ex-girlfriend, Gina, and she told me that her mom's dog is very sick. And that really made me sad, yep. obviously. That really made me sad. And I also, I, you know, I found out that my brother is not coming to Christmas. Mm. So this Christmas, I'm losing uh, my celebrations with Gina, obviously, because we broke up. Yep. And so I'm not going to go to her mom's family's Christmas. I'm not going to go to her dad's family's Christmas. And so I'm losing a lot of that, which is always, I, I love doing that, um, which is really sad. And then I found out not only is Gina not going to be at my family's Christmas, obviously, my brother's family is not coming to Christmas dinner. So that's f- that's five people down from our normal Christmas dinner. Yeah. Which is a real bum out. I mean, more food so, for us though. So yes, yeah. But that really made me sad. And then I asked Gina. I was like, "Hey, I'm like, can I come to your to your your dad's side and just like see everybody?" And uh, because I still, you know, want to have a relationship with them. And I texted them all on Easter. I mean, on Thanksgiving. And I was yeah. like, "I miss you guys." And they're like, "We miss you. Like, come over." And Gina, um, she was like, "No, I don't think that's a good idea." Yeah. So that made me really sad. And then the dog thing. Oh my god. Um. So I, I went from like a 10 last night to like a negative six today. And I'm obviously, I mean, I didn't even say this out loud yet, but the reason I went from New York to Rhode Island yesterday, did the show and then drove immediately back to New York was because I have a super tight turnaround on the Tell em Steve Dave 2021 Christmas special. Right. Uh, we filmed it last Tuesday night and I had to fit it in around rehearsing the show, doing the show Saturday, doing the show Sunday, driving to Rhode Island and coming back. And now I'm like fucking booking it like crazy editing all day this is my break this podcast is my break from editing yeah i'm gonna edit through the night and it has to be up tomorrow night which is really scary um but yeah so i guess i put despair in there okay or maybe my own bipolar disorder can i get rid of that Mm. you think that you think i might have that i think you got something oh i got something baby yeah um just because i kind of feel like sometimes when i feel really happy I'm starting to anticipate a big spike in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. But 
does that make sense? Or it's like, well, today you got this bad news. Gina told you you can't come to this thing. You're thinking about the fact that your brother's not going to be there. There's so many few people. There's so many few Christmas things. Uh, a dog you care about is is passing away. Like other people would might be like, well, that's not a response to your happiness last night. That's a response to the actual things that are happening in your life. Right. So I don't know what I have. And if you're getting- anticipating the spike of negativity when things are positive, right? You, you got you got to you got to flip that around. Right. Oh, you know, what? how about this? Oh, that's a good idea. If there's any chubies that are like psychiatrists, psychologists, whatever, can you come on an episode and diagnose me and Brad and, and say what's wrong with us? I, I can would tell love you. I, I know what's wrong with me. <laughs> well, you can do Brad if he wants, but definitely do me. Yeah. Come on an episode. Or if you're a chubie who has a friend, see if they would come on. And if they want us to like censor their name or whatever, we will. But come on and tell me. Tell me what's wrong with me. If somebody's going to lose their license diagnosing us. <laughs> uh but thank you, uh, Mike Curtis. Great questions. I feel like he wrote us questions last Christmas as well. He might have, but we have we have I one more Christmas related email. What's that from Zane Desjardins? Yes. Hey Chuck and Brad, my last email was a bit long, so I just got a quick one this time. I just saw a Christmas Story, the movie, for the first mm-hmm. time ever last night. So I have a question: What is the ultimate Christmas classic must-watch movie every year? I tend to always watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Home Alone every year. Hope you're both doing well. Hmm. Now, Zane is a great guy. Yep. I love this guy. Uh, he always, you know, I see him on, you know, obviously I don't know him in real life, but I see him share our stuff. He always writes in. He's a great dude. Um, I think if, I, if I'm if i narrowing it down to two movies right now, because I can't narrow it down to one, it's Muppet Christmas Carol and Home Alone. For me, it's those, a, are my t- yeah, those are my it's, top two. It's Muppet Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life. I've never watched It's a Wonderful Life. I watch it every year on Christmas Eve and, and cry a little bit before I go to bed. Never watched it. Um, <clears throat> I will watch it someday. Uh, it's really tough because Home Alone is a movie. It's funny because like for me, the movies you should watch is a list that's like 20 movies long. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially if we're including Rudolph and Grinch and all that stuff. Um, but Home Alone is probably my top because the Muppet Christmas Carol makes me really sad. There's just too many moments of sadness in it. Because you want every the, time I, you want the Mises what? to get the cheeses. No, but every time I watch it, like I know that there's a scene they cut out of it. Yeah, that's wicked sad, and it's a song called "When Love Is Gone." Right. About the relationship falling apart, and it's like too much. Um, I was asked to watch it this year and I actually put it on and then I said, you know what? I don't want to watch this. It's too sad. And I turned it off. I, uh, um, I have trouble now with any of uh, the Christmas Carol films because we did the Chuck and Brad's A Christmas Carol uh, yes. with Ray Harrington playing all three ghosts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some of the stuff in there, like you as the narrator kept calling yeah. Tiny Tim Gimpy Jim. <laughs> and so now i see tiny tim on screen and i'm like ah gimpy jim <laughs> oh i wish i thought about that also and you I, know, was, I was bob cratchit and i think my dick was so big that it dragged behind me in the snow isn't that right yes that's correct <laughs> yeah okay um wow. also you know no no ghosts can compare to the work of ray harrington as a go as, as all the christmas ghosts that's very true yeah very true um but yeah, so I, th- I think Home Alone is going to be my top Christmas movie. I love Home Alone 2 as well. I mean, that's a great one, and that includes the New York Christmas stuff. But yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. I got to say, you know what my favorite thing to watch around Christmas is? What's that? This is number one by far. I'm more excited to watch this than anything else. Oh, a chipmunk Christmas. Nirvana the band the show. Ah, the yes. Christmas special. 
It's the funniest fucking thing in the whole world. I, I got to be honest. If someone said, what are your top episodes of television? I would say that that one has to be in my top five episodes of any TV show ever. Wow. It's it's so funny. The the, the jokes. Oh, it's amazing. So much joke density. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I don't know. Those are, uh, yeah, those are my tops. Home Alone is just, I think that these movies, I mean, I do think Home Alone is incredibly well made, but these movies do uh, appeal to the people that were a certain age when they came out. Right. Because like it's a Christmas story. I've watched it so many times. It's so hard for me to appreciate a Christmas story. Yeah. I want to appreciate it. I like it on in the background. I think it's a great uh, aesthetic for Christmas. But sitting down and watching the Christmas story to me is so boring. And I wonder if like younger people would be like that about Home Alone, you know? That's that's possible. I, uh, I think about uh, Christmas Vacation, a movie which I love and have watched many times. But as I have gotten older and kind of studied comedy more, I'm like, this is just a collection of sketches, like yeah, right, loosely right. tied together where they're like, all right, this sketch is about sledding and it's, uh, you know, it's a very slick sled. And this one yes. is about, you know, whatever, all these different things. Um, and then I'm like, oh, is that what comedy movies are? And, and you know, I don't know. There's, there's a lot, but uh I think my yeah. my opinion of uh, Christmas Vacation, and maybe maybe it's just how I feel about Chevy Chase, and uh, but my my opinion on Christmas Vacation has probably waned with time. That's another movie I don't really like. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I, I'd give another shot anytime. Yeah, though. you know that, of course. Um, but yeah, man, that's it. I mean, if I'm uh, if I'm laying it all on the line, this is going to be kind of a sad Christmas for me. You know, I'm losing. Uh, I'm losing. I'm I'm probably not celebrating with legitimately like 15 to 20 people that I usually celebrate with. Right. Um, and then also I'm having a much smaller Christmas dinner. Um, and I don't really have that many plans outside of seeing my grandparents on Christmas Eve and my brother's family. Right. And then on Christmas day, it's, you know, my parents, me and Brad and my other brother and his, and his girlfriend. And that's all I have for Christmas this year. Yeah. And usually I'm running around. I'm seeing so many people, we didn't even talk to anyone about a friend Christmas. Not yet. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and uh, it's tough. It's a tough year. I mean, the move has been, it's taken up a lot of my time. The new work has taken up a lot of my time. The breakup has taken a lot of my focus and it's going to be a tough Christmas. So I got to be honest, Chuck and Brad's best Christmas show ever kind of was a really, really big part of, of my Christmas this year Yeah. and my festivities. And you know, to the people in that room in Rhode Island last night and to the people that supported the show, whether you came out or just were rooting for us or, or helping us push it, to the comics on the show, to get them, to Ray, uh, to Craig and Christian, KP, Derek, Alan, Kirsten, all the people that were really part of it, uh, and obviously Brad, um, man, that that was my Christmas. Yeah. And, the, and those positive feelings of support and, and laughing and being in a room and being warm. I think that was really this year. It was more, it was more of, it was a higher percentage of my Christmas than it's ever been before. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm happy that we walked away with a really positive feeling. Yes. Well, folks Good out there, uh, we hope your holiday season uh, goes or is going or went well, depending on when you listen to this. We, uh, we do appreciate you mm-hmm. and uh, what you do for us. Um, as sure. Chuck said earlier, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, you can send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com, or you can find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. For those of you looking for our review of Spider-Man No Way Home, that's coming oh. soon because we're going to see it this week. And can, we, I mean, can I just talk about that for one second? Yes, please. 
I have not been excited uh, this excited for a movie since Endgame. Yeah, it's really gotten annoying. Just and kidding. besides Endgame, like seriously, it's Endgame, Jackass movies, and this movie. I've I've never had this level of anticipation for a new movie. Maybe Infinity War. Yeah. But no, not even as much. I think this this went way more than Infinity War. Right. But not as much as Endgame. Or maybe the same I honestly the same as Endgame. I'm so excited for Spider-Man. I've had to put it out of my head for the past couple days because we need to rehearse for the show and we yep. need to actually do the shows. This weekend, I'm coming home Wednesday night and on Thursday, we're seeing Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. Holy shit, I cannot wait. I have been wearing my Spider-Gwen costume all week. Ah, and I saw Hawkeye episode five. There's a mic drop moment at the end. All right, don't tell me. Don't I'm, tell me. I'm not telling you. I'm not right. telling you. And uh, oh my God, what it means for the future. I'm loving it, baby. I awesome. can't wait for Spider-Man. Nice. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. We uh, we sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. That's all I've got. That's all I got, baby. Merry Christmas, Brad. Merry Christmas, Chuck. Deuces. creature was stirring, not even a mouse. When out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter. 
I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter, and what to my wondering I should appear but a miniature sleigh, like eight tiny reindeer. Run, run, Rudolph, Santa's gonna make it to town. Underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own More than you could ever know Make my wish come true, yeah All I want for Christmas Is 